Hey everyone, this is the Spirit Talk Podcast. I haven't recorded an episode in a while, uh, partially because I feel like I haven't really been in the place of feeling like I have much to give, and if I feel like I don't have much to give, I don't want to just uh, record a podcast just because that's what I've been doing, or even just recording a podcast just for the desire to do something. I'm not going to put out something that I don't feel is coming from a good place or a pure place. And uh, honestly, right now, I mean, I don't even know if what I'm going to be sharing is coming from a pure place or a not just my own desire just to put out um, something. I hope to share something beneficial either way. A.W. Tozer in his book, The Pursuit of God, he talked about a separation between two parts of our lives. We tend to think that one area of our lives is kept for the sacred, like uh, going to church, reading the Bible, um, devotional time, uh, prayer, um, maybe service. And then we tend to think that other area of our lives is kept for the secular, which is just anything else. When I read about it, it really uh, hit me because I tend to think that a lot. You know, I was dual-minded. I was um, split in the areas of my life at that time when I first read this because all can be sacred there should be no separation and Jesus showed that there can be glory in drudgery and what drudgery is is just hard menial or dull work uninspiring things so yeah I'm gonna read a little bit from that chapter in the pursuit of God one of the greatest hindrances to internal peace which the Christian encounters is the common habit of dividing our lives into two areas, sacred and the secular. As these areas are conceived to exist apart from each other and to be morally and spiritually incompatible, and as we are compelled by the necessities of living to be always crossing back and forth from the one to the other, our inner lives tend to break up so that we live a divided instead of a unified life. Over against the sacred acts are the secular ones. They include all of the ordinary activities of life which we share with the sons and daughters of Adam. Eating, sleeping, working, looking after the needs of the body, and performing our dull and prosaic duties here on earth. These we often do reluctantly and with many misgivings, often apologizing to God for what we consider a waste of time and strength. Yeah, he also says, that people who live this divided life, their strength is reduced, their outlook confused, and their joy taken from them. He says that God accepted the offering of Jesus' total life, his whole life. Jesus Christ knew no divided life. Everything was sacred for him. Everything, even in his drudgerous tasks in his life, or drudgerous experiences, Jesus showed that there's a meaning and purpose in every small happening in each and every day. Jesus showed that the glory in drudgery and messy things is possible. Uh, these things can be seemingly unimportant, insignificant, and inglorious situations in our life. 
for example, the woman at the well, the prostitute that was brought to Jesus. These are all messy situations. Uh, Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Every single moment in his life was a moment of glory and love. Jesus followed and obeyed the Father's will, not his own will. He lived for others' sake, not his own. Every moment and everything he did was sacred. There was no separation between the sacred and the secular in his life. And because of Jesus' example, every moment in our lives can be sacred for us because his spirit dwells in us. We need to believe and realize that, that there can be glory in seemingly mundane tasks, interactions, conversations, and experiences in our lives. Uh, for a while now, I've been trying to pray for myself a lot, that I would be filled and fulfilled and satisfied by God in His presence and enjoy every day so that I can be better for others and that I can bear fruit uh, so that I can love others, that I won't live for myself. All these, um, in and of themselves, good, good things to pray for, but... The Lord wants me to have his heart in taking care of others, and in that he will take care of me. My heart is prone to be firstly for myself at times, even in my desire to pray for myself so I can be better for others. I want to receive strength, strength to love, and do what it is he wants me to do. I've before asked for boldness, as in, please God give me boldness to go out and do your will. And he said to me to go out in faith, and he will give me boldness. And that's how faith works. And uh, we tend to want strength to do God's will before we even go out and do it, before our willingness is even there to go out and do it. A little bit ago, when I was like changing my son's diaper, or I was just hanging out with him, and I said to God, will you satisfy my longing and I meant in that for his presence, satisfy me in his presence. And uh, as I picked up my son Atticus, um, because he was being a little fussy, I believe he said, will you satisfy others' longings? And I, I thought, I'm not able to satisfy others' longings. And I believe then he responded to me, it's not a question of if you're able. He impressed on my heart that he wants me to have his heart in taking care of others. He is the one that fills people. He is the one that fills others that satisfies their need. I thought of Isaiah 58, uh, which talks about the people who are fasting. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. This passage is saying that their fasting ended in fights and quarreling and strife. And, and then in verse 4 it says, You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. And then he shows them what kind of, quote, fasting he, God has chosen to loose the chains of injustice untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke is it not to share your your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter 
when you see the naked to clothe him, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the, of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. So I felt like God was saying that just that it was more important for me to give than to receive. My heart was firstly to just receive so that I could give. But Jesus was saying, have my heart in taking care of others. There's pride in not being willing to give what we're wanting to receive for ourselves. Like the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18, even though he received mercy, he was not willing to give mercy, but he wanted mercy for himself. And there is grace in our laying down our even good, godly pleasures and desires for the sake of taking care of others. Paul said that he was even willing to be cut off from Christ for the sake of God's people. Oswald Chambers said in his book, My Utmost for His Highest, many of us are after our own ends, and Jesus Christ cannot help himself to our lives. If we are abandoned to Jesus, we have no ends of our own to serve. We are apt to be devoted not to Jesus Christ, but to the things which emancipate us spiritually. And emancipate means to set free. If we are firstly after Jesus' will and his heart, then we'll have true joy and peace. We are prone to want the empowerment from him before we go out to others and love them. We want the boldness before we go out to others and do what it is Jesus is calling us to do. He says, go out and obey. I will give you boldness and love. So to try to sum up what I've been talking about, this is about not seeking firstly after your own good, even seeking him for what you can receive, what can emancipate you spiritually. Don't be discouraged that the seemingly mundane things in your life are insignificant and unimportant to God. If done in love, drudgery can be full of glory. Everything can be sacred because God accepts our whole life. He does not hate or despise the seemingly secular parts of our lives. Every part of our life, every aspect of our lives can be sacred. Every aspect of our lives can be full of glory. Every aspect of our lives can be done in service, can be done in service to God. Like Paul says, even if it's drinking or eating, do everything to the glory of God.